Hi, and welcome everyone to Horror Cafe. This is episode seven. My name is Erica. And I'm Jackie. Um, what are you drinking there, Mom? <laughs> what is that? I, I've been noticing you eyeing my can. It is a Coca-Cola coffee drink, and it has a dark roast. It is, Of course it does. No, don't give me that face. It is unusually good. Your dad got me into it. When did this come out? I, I don't know. He brought it home this week. He's like, look, look at what I found. And it's dark, like you like. So <laughs> Even he knows. Even he knows. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Well, I'm having a Dunkin' Donuts vanilla cold brew with sweet foam. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> this month, we're talking April's Fool Screams and Runs. And today we're talking about Friday the 13th. You want to go over what Friday the 13th is about? Sure. It's a group of camp counselors who are stalked and murdered by an unknown killer while trying to reopen a summer camp, which was the site of a child's drowning years ago, as well as a double murder years before. I gotta be honest, I was not excited about watching this movie again. I know, you were dreading it. You were, like, not looking forward to it. At all. I remember when I first watched it years ago, because I wanted to see what the hype was. Mm -hmm. It's a very popular slasher movie. Pop culture has played this movie up with the Jason costume. Even Dad has played him up, like, wearing his mask if we go to a store. Oh, Jason. I'm like... Okay, what's the big deal? (laughs) I finally watched it, and I completely hated this movie. Hated it. I was so mad because it wasn't him. He wasn't in it at all. And I was just so disappointed. (laughs) What disappointed you? The fact that you were expecting... I was expecting him to be in it. I mean, everybody talks about him. And he's he's a costume. He's a legend. He's a horror legend. Well, he and he's not in it once. He doesn't well, make his, his debut until the second one. Either way, this is why I was dreading watching the movie again. Because I remember being so disappointed. And now we had to sit through an hour and a half of disappointment. Again. Again. But, but it's a classic. Yes. But I will admit, I was happily surprised. I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> Because I went into it knowing he wasn't in it. So I think that part of it changed you had my... Over I, that I got trauma? over that anger. That trauma you had from back in the day? I think so. You know, for me, I remember this movie being all the rage back in the day. And I remember liking this movie. Thinking it was really scary. And I don't remember when the last time was that I saw um, Friday the 13th prior to the night that we watched it this week. But I, I gotta say, for me, it was meh, meh. So we changed gears. <laughs> meh. Yeah, I just was like, okay, just... And we'll get into why you feel that way. <laughs> sure. It's like, you know, a little counseling will help. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. At all. And I remember being terrified when I saw this movie the first time. This movie is gruesome. Yes, I will say that. It, it's, it for 1980, it, this was for 1980, pretty gruesome. Pretty gruesome, yes. We're going to head straight into the movie facts. Course Rotten Tomato. This one was surprising. The critics gave it 64 and audience gave it 60. I am surprised at the critic score. Me too. I thought it was going to be a lot lower than that. 
All right, so let's hop on over to the movie facts. The producer for this movie, Sean Cunningham, was inspired by Halloween's structure, the slasher movie structure. They released an ad for the movie before it was even financed to be filmed. The ad was released wow. in Variety on July 4th of 1979. Holy cow. They they that, really they really <laughs> They really wanted to make this happen. Not just that, that's a big risk. That's crazy. The movie was originally called Long Night at Camp Blood, which they do mention Camp Blood. They do, yep. The camp that was used in the movie is called, I'm going to say it, I mean, it's not difficult to say, but hey, Camp Nobi Boksko, which is still operational today. Several crew members stood in as Mrs. Voorhees until they casted her. So all the scenes that you see of the point of view as the killer... Or if you do see the killer, it's, it's like a side view. The scene where Annie, the first, yeah, the first one counselor, Victim, yeah, that gets killed, you see a, a man's hand, and yeah. I, I actually did notice it, but mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe she has manly hands. So it would be like a Seinfeld episode. There was a whole episode about Jerry dating a chick that had man hands. Sorry, I know I digressed, but here we go back to Friday the Thirteenth. It, it could be. That that applies. She could have had man hands. Man hands. Absolutely. That's my point. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> they had different crew members stand in. Um, and that explains, too, why there's a scene where one of the counselors sees somebody in a cabin, and it looked like a man. Mm -hmm. That explains a lot. Yeah. But, I mean, even when they do show her at the end, she's not exactly the most... Super feminine? Yeah, feminine-looking type. She's got this big, boxy sweater. She's got the really cropped hair, so it's not exactly... Not the most sexiest lady in the world or anything like that. Right. So I could see how that, once you see her, oh, okay, that kind of thing. Right. But the the person that we see in that cabin, it looks like a man. It does. It does. It, it's tall. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. but that explained it. Mm. The Kevin Bacon scene when he dies, when he gets killed, was actually kind of difficult to film. Apparently, he had to lie there for several hours. The whole There was a whole latex situation for the neck. Uh -huh. And when they would puncture it with the... I think it, it was an arrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. There was a mechanism that would pump the blood. Uh -huh. So it took hours and it was a difficult scene and when they finally got the scene the mechanism to spray the blood uh -huh. broke oh you're kidding me so the special effects assistant took the hose and blew into it manually to get the spray of blood and then that's the final scene <laughs> improvision movie magic this is old school movie magic because you know nowadays it would just be cgi probably. of course oh but you know going back a minute when I saw Kevin Bacon, I did not even remember he was in this movie. I did not remember this either. When I saw him, I really isn't everything. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I just did not remember who was in this, and clear, it just kind of like blew me we away. We both from, were. Yeah. We're oh like, my god, it's Kevin Bacon. Is that Kevin Bacon? So there he was, six degrees of the screenwriter Victor Miller did not like the sequels because he did not like that Jason was made the villain. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Yeah. He wanted part one to just be... That was it. 
That's it. He didn't want sequels. He didn't want more sequels. And we talked about this. Mm-hmm. How if Jason is dead. Right. How can there be sequels? How can there be sequels? The right. guy is dead. And based on that conversation, I started looking stuff up because I'm like, well, that makes sense. I mean, how how is it that he's come back? There so, was a supernatural. Right. And I mean, this guy gets even sent out into space at some point. On well, that's when it gets super ridiculous. And then he goes to Manhattan. I yeah. guess he takes a subway and then he becomes, ride. And then he becomes friends, enemies with Freddy Krueger. Is it Jason versus Freddy? Yeah, they're, and they're I enemies. And then frenemies. Frenemies. Yeah. In horror. Yeah, I think there was a big I standoff. I think your your dad actually, I think, watched that movie. I think I've seen it too. It's pretty bad. It's the most ridiculous. It's just a gore fest. Yeah. And how can you kill somebody? Kind of movie. Right. It, I really, I, I am going to agree with this, what is it, Victor Miller guy? I, I think they should have just stopped with that one, because it doesn't make any sense how I, he's back. It just doesn't. It, it doesn't, when we really thought about it, but you got to make the money. <laughs> <laughs> this last information I found was really neat. Music only played when the killer was present. Harry Manfredini who worked on the music for this movie, was inspired by Jaws. Okay, wait, wait, hold wait. On. Okay. Me, hold on. What he means by inspired by Jaws, and he's right because I've seen Jaws many times. Mm-hmm. When Jaws, sorry, when the shark is present, it's when music plays. It's when the theme of Jaws plays, and you don't see him like you don't see the killer in Friday the okay, 13th. I get it. I so get he it. was inspired by having the music present for the killer. Mm-hmm. Just like in Jaws, the shark was present for its own theme music. Right. Okay. Now you can, I know what you're going to say. And I agree with this too. Okay. There are parts in the movie where I even had you pause because I couldn't believe I was hearing this. There are parts in the movie that you can distinctly hear the music from Jaws then followed up by the music from the movie Psycho. And it it's sounds, like a mash. It sounds like a mashup. It's not exactly the music, right. but it's it's very influenced by the Jaws sound and a Psycho sound. Yes, I just cause, and it's and it did it several. They did it several times, and mm. I'm not talking about that ee, 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 ah, 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 that weird. Sorry, oh, right. that must sound really weird through here, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking. They had other ones, and those are the ones where I was like, "This is this is sounding like Jaws." Wait, this is Psycho. No, you're the one who said I even. Psycho. I said Psycho, and it makes sense because the killer you don't see him. Right. The shark in Jaws you don't see him, so it's a menacing villain mm-hmm. lurking, right? Yeah. And then Psycho, it's. <laughs> Actually, I don't don't think in Psycho you even see it either. This movie has really good movie facts. I enjoyed looking all this up. I can tell. I know when you when you're enjoying it because you get all into it. It it made me enjoy the movie a little bit more. I know. I know not for you. I'm I'm still at meh. Let's jump into movie observations or movie talk. Okay. So this movie starts way back in 1958 at Camp Crystal Lake in Hope. New Jersey. There's no hope there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you couldn't help that, could you? No. I needed to throw that cheese factor in there. <laughs> yeah, so it opens up with a bunch of camp counselors, I guess, all kumbaya, singing, ha, 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 whatever. And then all of a sudden, the 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 that weird, what I call Jason music starts that ee, 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 ah, 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 that thing. 
So you know he's around. And one of the couples who was at the little kumbaya get-together, Claudette and Barry, decide to I didn't even away. know their names, so good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote it down. They were so irrelevant. But, I know, okay. but... Well, but I mean, kind of relevant, come on, the opening scene. All so right, they, just, right. <laughs> they decide to escape mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, have a little fun. Up in some... I loft wouldn't say, or, yeah, like a like loft. Like a barn, the loft in a barn, whatever. But it wasn't a yeah, because it's not an attic either. Yeah, yeah. So they get caught by Jason or whatever, the killer, because it's not Jason. Right. And uh, Barry gets his his stomach slashed, and then Claudette gets killed too. It's like really instantaneous. I didn't think that happened that that quickly. Yeah, so this movie hooks you pretty quick. Death right from the beginning. <laughs> well, you know, almost kind of like Scream. Yeah. See, all slasher movies are inspired by each other. Yes, they are. The movie goes to present day and they show the first counselor, Annie, hitchhiking to Camp Crystal Lake. I love how she's just hitchhiking from God knows where, goes into a restaurant, and takes a ride from someone. I would not do that. Because <laughs> I've watched too many horror movies anyway. <laughs> but it's just so casual. Like, oh, yes, I will just get in the car with this random man. Enos was his name. Whatever, he's still a random guy. I know. In what? a random town. <laughs> and wait, how about Crazy Ralph? Ah, uh, yes, Crazy Ralph. And he's like, going to Camp Blood, ain't ya? You're never coming back. <laughs> and there's a reference to Camp Blood. Yes. But here's the funny thing about... And he says that there's a death curse there. Yes. One of them, because there, there's several people, a bunch of at, people that, in that at that cafe or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing is, like, when I hear them call him, like, Crazy Ralph, you know what comes to mind? What? Maybe you don't know this, but... Or, or remember this, but back in the in the nineties and stuff, there were all these commercials with "It's crazy somebody, crazy Eddie, crazy Ralph sale." We're getting out all this, getting new. We're selling this. We're se-. that's what came to mind. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe it's just me and trying to entertain. Is this my... what played in your head when Crazy Ralph showed up? Yes, because they called like him he cra- played like a commercial, like to one you? of those commercials that's really loud and like, hey, we're selling computers. like a Brandsmark commercial. Okay, there you go, one of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, to each their own. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy we- Ralph warns her. Right. So that's a red flag. But as usual, the warning is disregarded. She takes the ride with this. What's his name? Enos. Enos. Yes. Even the driver tells her. Yeah. He specifically says quit. Yeah. Quit now. Yeah. The camp is jinxed. That it's jinxed. Yeah. He goes on to tell her about a drowning in Mm -hmm. 1957, a.k.a. Jason's drowning. Right. And that the water was bad in 1962. And she's not phased by any of this information from him or this crazy Ralph. But I mean. Wouldn't you be disturbed or highly suspicious that you've gotten two warnings? I would. Well, you are Well, I wouldn't be doing this anyway. Right. That's number one. This hitchhiking nonsense, like, no. (laughs) You know, there are people who love hitchhiking, especially back in in those days. I know you would never do it. I'm not brave enough to hitchhike. I know. Again, too many horror movies. (laughs) And it's just not your cup of coffee. 
Enos drops her off halfway. Mm-hmm. And we leave her there. Right. For now. For now. So we zoom in to the actual camp itself, Camp Crystal Lake. And a car arrives and three people get off. And this is when we see Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. <laughs> so random. I mean, it's not random, but. No, it is. It was. To me, it was because I just. <laughs> but it's random. It is. It is. So they get there and they meet Alice and Steve and they start setting up the camp. Now, here's a here's a question. What is up with the guys in this movie wearing Daisy Duke style jean shorts? It's the time. <laughs> it's not attractive. And it wasn't just one. Like, it was a bunch was, of them. Yeah, I I don't know. That was a poor choice <laughs> of fashion back then. But it was cool. I guess it was. Back then. Yeah. But they're immediately, the group that just arrived, the Kevin Bacon group that just arrived, immediately get put to work. And uh, the Steve guy says that he needs to go back into town. So he, he leaves in his Jeep. And then we go back to Annie the Hitchhiker. This doesn't bode well for her. Nope. She gets picked up in a Jeep. Which is a misdirection. More misdirection. In slasher movies. Yes. Because Again. since Steve left in a Jeep, I think... You're and it's a very similar Jeep. Yeah. You're meant to think that it's him picking her up. They don't show who picks her up. Right. And she gets in and the person isn't even talking to her. She's doing all, all the, the talking, talking. Which to me would have been a sign that something was wrong. Hello. So. So. And I'm sure the person was looking at her weird. Yeah. How does that not, like... But I guess because it's a woman... It is a woman. Right. You don't suspect it versus a man? I guess. I don't know. Somebody was just sitting there not talking. Anyway, and then they the, the person starts speeding up. And Annie was saying, hey, slow down. And they pass. Right. They pass the entrance to the camp. And then that's where Annie's like, okay. Now she starts freaking out. Mm -hmm. So much so that she jumps out of the car. Yeah. Pretty smart. I mean, not really, but kind of, because obviously something. she finally realized something is wrong, yeah. so she had to take some kind of action. But she also hurts her leg. And then runs into the woods. Into the woods. What do you think you're going to accomplish by running into the woods that you don't know? Right. But here's the other part of that, though. What? Where would where, she go? Down the road? So that she could be run down by a jeep? I guess he could have turned What around. would be the alternative? She could have turned around. She's going to turn around, either, even if she goes in the opposite direction. So basically she's dead no matter how we no matter look what. at it. Yeah. She was meant to die. Absolutely. This killer knows those woods, so she's not going right. to get away from her. No matter what. At her all. situation was just bad. Yeah. It to was going to, that was it. Now, she chases her through, or the killer chases her through the woods, and finally catches up to her. And this is where you and I started laughing. Yeah, kind of, we did. Because we, we, we did. <laughs> Before she gets her her throat slit, this woman has about three seconds to scream and stare at the killer. Three seconds. Let's let's figure that out, guys. One, two, three. Could have run. Could have hit her. Yeah. I, could have ducked. Right. Instead of just standing there, it was just so passive. Oh my god! I just it it pissed me off. I was thinking about this scene after we watched it. Mm -hmm. I think 
the intention of that shot was actually not to make you think she had three seconds to do something. Mm -hmm. It was just a dramatic shot of her screaming because they repeat it. Yes. They do it again later. Yes, and again. And they did it at the beginning with the two, <laughs> That's with the true. couple, just yeah. not as, it, I don't think it was three seconds long. It was a right. little shorter, but I think it's just the drama of the slasher and the killer coming to get me. Oh my God. So ah! it's, it was done for dramatic effect. That's what I think. I don't think it was intentionally misleading you thinking this girl had three seconds to duck, run, or hit. I, I'm sure that it did not have. It's just, I think it's our mentality. Because the we way want we, people to be like, fight. Fight Why back. are you just standing you know, there? Just don't. Yeah, I think it was for dramatic. That could save your life. But I think it was for dramatic effect. I'm sure, it, given the movie, yes. Given the movie, the time, <laughs> and the style, I think it was definitely for dramatic effect. So, Annie. It who, worked, though. Yeah. It got you all riled up in a different <laughs> it, way. But it did. It did. It more mad. Well, now Annie's, who is also was supposed to be the camp cook, well, they're not getting any food now, um, is dead. And I was surprised by her death because i actually thought kind of like with scream and casey's character and mm -hmm. scream i thought she would be a main character yeah because of the way she walked in on the first scene it just seemed like she was going to be a bigger character so when she died i was actually kind of surprised and since i had not seen it in i don't even i'm gonna say more than 30 years that's really bad but i'm gonna say <laughs> more than i did not remember a lot of the movie but I, for some reason, her, how she looked, I kept thinking that she was more in the movie right. than the opening scene. So I was kind of surprised by that, too. I didn't remember anything about this movie at all. I think I've, I think I saw this movie, I don't know, 20 years ago. Wow. <laughs> that you can say that. That I can wow. say that, right? Oh. My God, I think so, and I it, it was like watching a brand new movie, so that made it fun. I I'm I'm still on the myth. I know, I know, but I still enjoyed watching it with you. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's always the fun part. The movie now cuts to the camp counselors. Mom, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm reading your notes. Uh huh. What is it? Camp counselor frolicking in the water. Who was frolicking? There was no frolicking. <laughs> they were all gathered by the, by the lake. And then that guy faked that he was drowning and oh. just to get mouth to mouth with that other chick. And yeah, so they <laughs> were frolicking, frolicking in the water. But the important part of that sentence is camp counselors frolicking in the water as someone watches. Oh, okay. Hold on. Somebody's watching. We know it's the killer. They're watching. This little camp counselor, fake that he's drowning mm -hmm. in the lake right. that Jason drowned in. Right. So that, I'm sure, set this woman off. Mm -hmm. Like, how dare these kids fake drowning that they know my Jason drowned in here while they're trying to have sex and all that <laughs> shit. <laughs> she has a lot of issues, this lady. She does. She does. Anyway, um, <laughs> as they're leaving their frolicking lake... Um, the Great. local police officer cop comes looking for Ralph, the town crazy, crazy Ralph. There's always a crazy townsperson. So lo and behold, this cracked me up. <laughs> me too. They find crazy Ralph <laughs> inside the walk-in pantry. 
I mean, what How the long? hell were they doing inside of the pantry? How long was he in there Exactly. For? And why? I mean, well, I guess he has food. Like, was he going to wait, like, all day and all night? And pop out? <laughs> I think we were watching a comedy and not a slasher movie, given all the laughing. But it's true. We, we said it right away. Like, what is he doing in there? What did he... Hope to, I mean, he he accomplished enough. Yeah, he so, warned them again. And he warns them again that they're all doomed and they're cursed <laughs> if they stay and blah, blah, blah. And, and the cop takes crazy Ralph away. <laughs> I literally put in my notes, how long was he waiting in the pantry? <laughs> I'm anyway. sorry, folks. We have lost it today. <laughs> Our own notes are cracking us up. Okay, so we had to take a momentary break because we could not control our laughing. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Are you are you going to lose it again? Because I think you're going to lose it on this next one. What next one? Because this is the part where you see Jack, who is played by Kevin Bacon, dancing footloosely on a log. And I even commented that. It's like, this is where he got his beginning. <laughs> okay, we're going to have to take another break, aren't we? Okay. We'll Cut. be right back. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Now that we're under control yes. somewhat. Right now, what's left at the people who are left at the camp are... I think this is great. We should do an update. <laughs> after Okay. Stop the it. Kills. You're going to make me do this again. Okay. Right. So we have Jack, who is played by Kevin Bacon. I don't know who the other actors are, but there you go. And Marcy. Jack and Marcy are together. Okay. Then we have Ned and Brenda... And then Alice. And Steve. And Steve, who's gone off to right. town in his Jeep. But he counts. He does count, but he's not here right at the moment. Correct. The next thing we see is that Ned sees someone in one of the cabins. And what does he do? Hello? Hello? Hello, can I help you? <sighs> I think this is when you see the killer. Right. This is where I said that when you see the killer in the doorway, it mm -hmm. looks like a man. Right. It has a man build. And the height, it just seemed very manly. Yeah. But intimidating. These killers in these horror movies, these slasher movies that don't talk, mm -hmm. like Michael, even technically the guy from Scream or Ghostface, when he's in person, he doesn't talk. Right. It's it's much more intimidating to have these characters just stand there and not say anything. Because, you know, you want to... I think I know why. Why? There's no emotion. Yeah. Right? That's... Yeah. It's just somebody standing there. They're just standing there. I mean, I and would it's freak out if somebody was staring at me and just and not, not saying anything. Right. So. And there's another movie that I'm assuming we'll get to at some point called The Strangers, mm -hmm. where it's that home invasion oh, movie. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Like, I really need to watch that. Mm -hmm. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, you with don't, my but whole you did. Home invasion issue. Those characters are the same. They don't speak. And, no. they, and people with masks and everything, it's very intimidating and unnerving. And that's where the slasher movie gets the horror, I believe. And that's where it is scary, is how these characters just stand there and don't say yeah. anything there's a classic halloween scene that we'll get to later that it, it it's just him standing and it's like hello nothing nothing phases these characters i i really do think it's the fact that there is no emotion especially if they're yeah. wearing masks right there's that's what i mean there. the masks just... really make it just 
invisible. Yeah. You, you're not, it's like you're not a, a man or in this case a woman. Right. Because it's just a mask mm-hmm. hiding yep. your your real human face. And I agree with that. Yeah. Ned goes in. Big of course he does. Mistake. Of course and he does. we don't see him come back out. Yep. The next shot is Jack and Marcy. They slip away and they go into one of the other cabins and they get it on. It's pouring outside, by it, the way. Yes, it's pouring outside. They get it on. You know, they they do their business. And the other team, the other, the other team, the other group decides to, hey, let's play Strip Monopoly. So they get all happy about it. I don't remember them saying Strip Monopoly. Yes, Alice. I can't even imagine Alice saying that. She's like the goody-goody of this group. Yeah, well, those are the Minor ones. Minor details, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, they start playing Strip Monopoly, and they're having beers and all this other stuff. I'd like to point out that while Marcy and Jack are having their thing, Ned is dead in the bunk bed <laughs> above them. Ned is dead. Yes, he is. Disturbing. Mm-hmm. Jack and Marcy are, are done. Marcy decides to leave the cabin to go to the bathroom. So she goes to the bathroom, which mm-hmm. is in a separate cabin mm-hmm. on its own. And this is when Jack's infamous death occurs. Right. We both were like, ugh, at the same time. Because, again, it, it was pretty gruesome. It, it was gruesome. And you're not expecting it. I will say no, I was not expecting I was not it. expecting that. Ugh. And I also didn't think that Kevin Bacon would die this quickly. That either. <laughs> it seems like people are dropping like flies in this movie. Like, faster than what I had remembered. I agree. When I saw this movie, I could have sworn days had gone by while they were oh, there. Wow. But it, it, Obviously, if you haven't seen something in 30 years, your mind fills in the blanks, but it all happens in one night, in a matter of, in a matter of hours, really. I didn't think it ha- I did remember it happened in one night. I just didn't think it was this quick. It's yeah. really quick it because is. most slasher movies happen within if they do happen in a night, it's not this quick. And there's not that many of them. Yeah, but the body count here just... It's 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 piling up, and we're is, about to add one more. And we're going to add one and more. And then we'll recap. Right. Marcy's in the bathroom. Right. And she hears, of course, a noise. She does the usual, hello, Ned? Because she thinks it's Ned. Right. She goes to the shower area. Another scary thing. Mm-hmm. Too many curtains, you know, the curtains. Yes. Who... You know, anybody could be hiding in there. At least she turned on the light. At least. We'll give her that. We'll give her that. Then you see an axe reflected. Mm-hmm. And there she goes. Yeah. She gets axed right in the face. In the face. That was pretty gross. Again, gruesome. Another one dead. Yeah. Let's do a recap. Who's left? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have... Brenda. Brenda. Alice. And Alice. Billy. Billy. Billy's playing Monopoly with Brenda and Oh, Alice. yeah, that's right. Billy, I forgot about him. Sorry. And Steve. And Steve, who's wandering. Not in. He's not back yet. Right. He's still out, out and, about. and about. Yeah. Next thing you know, Brenda leaves the strip Monopoly game to go brush her teeth. Now. Random. But not just random. When they show her in the room that she's in. You can see a sink in the back. Why did she need to go somewhere else to go brush her teeth when she could have done it there? Maybe the sink wasn't working. 
in the no, cabin? No, I don't buy that. Why not? Because that's just ridiculous. That camp hasn't been used in years. Fine. Gotcha there. So while she's there, in, 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 her, in her room, she hears, help me. She hears it like two or three times. Someone keeps saying, help me, help me. I'm pretty sure it's the killer. You think? You think? <laughs> I think you're made to believe it might be Marcy or somebody else or a child. It I, had a feminine The, the way it was saying it, the way it was being said, yeah. to me, sounded like a child. Which, which later, sense, right. Which makes for, sense for why later. it would be. Yes. So she gets led to the archery range. Mm-hmm. And of course, dead it is. Dead it is. So there's one more body. And this killer is obsessed with bright lights. Yes. Because he, I'm sorry, I keep calling the killer a he because yeah. I'm, I'm used to it being a man. The killer puts bright lights on Brenda's room or cabin mm-hmm. when she's still in there. And then at the archery. He does the same. She does the same. Yeah. I will point out that the movie is very dark. Yes. You kept saying that. What I mean by, obviously it's dark and that it's scary but it's it's visually dark. dark yeah i believe it's on purpose it get because it adds to well, what you hope it. it's anxiety of the slasher it is nighttime and they're in the middle of nowhere right in a camp right but it's very well done because it you can't see a lot there's you know what's going to be around the corner it's good i know you don't agree but it's good <sighs> It's all right. We don't have to agree. That's the fun of this. I know. We never see Brenda again. Right. After this. Bye-bye, Brenda. We don't see her dead. It's implied, and we don't see her. Right. We kind of see her later, but... Yeah. In different circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) Billy and Alice then find a bloodied axe on a pillow. Something's going on. Now they know something's going on. Because your friends have all disappeared. No one's come back. This is getting weird. They go to the office. The phone lines are cut. Now they're really freaking out more. Then they start running to the car. They try to get the car to start. The car won't start. We cut to Steve finishing a meal mm-hmm. in town. He drives back to the camp, but he gets stuck. Right. His Jeep gets stuck, which is odd because why would the Jeep get stuck in in a road like in, that? In a road. It's a, it's a Jeep. But he was also hauling a trailer. That's what he said. True. But that trailer was really small. Anyway, a cop comes to pick him up and drop him off mm-hmm. at the camp. The cop tells him a little, little something about how the full moon makes people act crazy. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does do that. Yeah. He gets dropped off. And now Steve gets killed. He walks into camp. However... He does seem to recognize who the killer is. He does. You're right. Because he, he, he says hi, or... The way he, re- he responds to the person, it's like, it's like he knows who that person who is. Who it is. And then he gets killed. Yeah. Bye, Steve. Bill wants to go check on the generator. Mm-hmm. And here we go. A broken rule comes next. She asks him. Alice asks Bill. Do you want me to go with you? Mm-hmm. And he says, no, stay here and sleep. How can she sleep during this? If you know all your friends are mysteriously missing, 
The phone lines are down. The car won't start. Generator. Why would you not go with him? What the hell's wrong with you? Halloween already existed by now. Did you not watch Halloween? (laughs) So you can relate and reference a horror movie. They didn't watch it. What's the matter? I don't know. Damn it. Then Bill dies. Yes. (laughs) But Bill is next scene hanging from a door because now he is the victim of indoor archery and his throat is slit. Wow. This lady's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. She's come up with some creative ways of killing people. But before we see Bill and his awesome indoor archery death, mm-hmm. um, Alice, I have to point this out because this made me giggle. Mm-hmm. She makes instant coffee. Right. And then behind her, I mean, this really shows you the back in the day feel to it. That whole nostalgia. You see Sanka. What? Sanka coffee from, I don't even know if they make that stuff anymore. But I immediately, remember I said, oh my God, look, there's Sanka in the back. You're looking at me like, okay, mom. All right, mom. But yeah, it was there. All right. It's just a little thing I'm throwing in there. (laughs) Let's do a recap. What's the body count, mom? They're all dead, except for Alice. One left. One person left. That was incredibly fast. Very fast. After Alice sees the hanging Bill archery guy mess, (laughs) (laughs) she runs screaming back to the cabin. Um, She slams the door and then she starts making this, which was very cool. It was? The the rope lock thing? Yeah. She throws a rope over one of the beams in in the cabin and attaches it to the door, and then she stockpiles a bunch of shit on in front and of the door. And then she closes the curtains. And she closes she's the smart. curtains. She's smart. Yeah, she's resourceful. You she listens to me. She listened to you, yes. Closes yes. the curtains, she nobody probably, looks in. She probably saw the other, heard the other episode. I think so. Yeah. Back then in 1980? Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and the next thing you know, guess who flies through the window? Poor Brenda. Brenda. Alice freaks out, as anyone would. Yeah. She opens the door to the cabin, and here comes a jeep. Mm-hmm. We recognize the jeep. Yep. And out steps Mrs. Voorhees. Yep. And she seems like a pleasant old lady. Who's there to help. Who's there to help. Poor Alice. Help me, help me. And she's trying to calm her down. Mm-hmm. And then this old lady just switches on this girl. Yeah. She starts talking about the story of her son, Jason. And how while the camp counselors were out having sex, as she likes to say, my son died. By drowning. By drowning. And here she is, seeking revenge. And she was the cook, by the way. That's right. That first girl. Like Annie. Like Annie, she was the cook. She didn't want the camp to reopen. And that's why she's back. To make sure that it it doesn't open. That it stays closed. And today... Is Jason's birthday. She really goes nutters here. Because she then whips out a knife. And boy, is that a big old knife. Alice is really good, though. She puts up a very good fight. She does. She hits the mom, or Mrs. Voorhees, but she doesn't make sure that she's that dead. She's dead. She does this three times. We counted. Yes, we did. Like... How did you not learn from the first and the second time? That you need to make sure they're dead. Kill them. She is obviously trying to kill you. And has killed everybody else. Yeah, don't forget that she brutally killed all your friends. 
Don't feel sorry. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get how these people don't get it. She, she got a fire poker. What a better weapon to use on her that first time. And then she didn't make sure she was dead. She also hits her in the head with a pan. And <laughs> she bleeds. A cast iron pan. Right, which I'm sure that hurt. Ooh, I bet that does hurt. But she didn't kill her. Yep. She didn't make sure. Yeah. That's not, just because you see a little blood doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Disturbing part here is Mrs. Voorhees talks as Jason. Right. Which explains the help the me, little help voice. me. Which she it, talks as Jason saying, kill her, mommy. Kill her. And it's a really creepy voice. Like, yeah. I, I will admit good. when I think about it now, that's kind of. If if any scene in the movie was creepy for me, it was that the switch. back and forth. Yeah. yeah, that back and forth because it kind of trips me out a little bit that somebody yeah. this woman is that. highly disturbed. Yeah, and very obsessed with this revenge plot on on her son. Mm-hmm. So after they're running, there's more fighting and more fighting. She gets whacked with the cast iron skillet, and this is the part where that jaws slash psycho music starts really being much more prominent. Yeah. So much so that I wrote it in my notes. It's the height of the movie. Yeah. The, the grand, climax. The grand, the grand finale. finale. <laughs> They're fighting at the lakeshore mm. area. Finally, Alice chops her head off. Off with her head. <laughs> like the Mad Queen. It's about time. That's how you know anyone is dead in a horror movie. Chop it off. But I gotta say, that part was kind of gross. It was gross, too. Because the bodies... Yeah, her hands kept moving. Her hands and fingers kept moving. Like, oh, God. I, it, it was kind of like, what? Yeah, it was oh, gross. It was kind of disturbing. I will say that was disturbing. All right, maybe it wasn't so meh now that I'm talking it through. It's but, gruesome. Yeah. It, At the very least, this movie is gruesome. For its day, for definitely. For its day. And I definitely. don't know, to this day, and I, I think we're pretty, uh, we're pretty accustomed to gore and scares. Yeah. It delivered. It did. It I'm delivered. Not gonna, I'm not going to argue on that one. Okay, so she decapitates this old lady, and then Alice decides to go for a boat ride. <laughs> I think she figures at this point, let me go out in a canoe into the middle of this lake so no one can attack me, or so she thinks. Or so she thinks. Because all of a sudden, she wakes up, the, the cops, cops arrive. Right. You see them arriving, mm -hmm. and then what we presume is Jason pops out of the water and attacks her and drags her down with him. And then she wakes up at the hospital. Right. It's a dream. Was it? I always wondered about that end. You don't know if it's a dream or not. And that's where the sequel can come in. Because if he really is still alive, jumping out of the water. Yep. But he's a child. So right. that doesn't make sense either. Right. So uh, yes, it is a dream. It he, is a dream. If it is him, he would be an adult by now. And then at the end, she kept saying, he's still there. He's still there. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and that is the end of that movie. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Sound and movie. I think we've talked a lot about the sound in this movie from the we beginning have. of the show. Friday the 13th has a classic theme like Halloween, like Jaws, which is that whole... Yeah. 
as best as I could. Wow, okay? you did that really good. <laughs> really, really good. I like that. You want to do it again? No. <laughs> One time shot. Okay. <laughs> when I hear that anywhere, I know it's Friday the 13th. I know it's Jason, even though in this movie it's not Jason. So I'd say it's a good sound. The movie has good sound. I think I think the idea of using the music only when the killer is around was really impactful. It's effective. It's very sure. effective. Yeah. Like in Jaws, so very good. I will agree with you. The sound in this movie is good. It does get you, at least it prepares you to know that something's going to happen. And then that mashup of Jaws, <laughs> Jaws Psycho, Psycho, that just like blew my mind. I obviously had never noticed it. Right. But I thought that I really thought was cool. There is some cheesy factor to it. Yeah. But it's still good. And his theme is memorable for years. Yeah, it is. It's known. It's a legend. <laughs> the best scene for me was when you find out that the killer is Mrs. Voorhees. I'm, if you haven't noticed, I'm really big into shockers or yes, a twist. you are. Especially you like when it's unexpected. And I think this is, even though I was pissed back then. Right. I do think it's a good unexpected twist. Like, you don't expect, like I said at the beginning, a woman to be doing this or for all these reasons. It, it makes sense, but it's a bit extreme and not normal. <laughs> a bit extreme? A bit. A bit. I think it's a, a good scene. It's a, oh, shit. It's you? <laughs> and she's really strong. Yeah, she is strong. Let's Very point this strong. out. This woman is strong as hell, having to move these bodies around and lift them up. Mm-hmm. How about propelling Brenda and propelling. Through, a wind, through a window? So that's scary, too. That is, ooh, that is a good point there. Mm. What's your favorite scene? Um, you know, up until we started talking about the movie, I honestly had no favorite scene. Because while I still think it's kind of meh. It's less meh. It's less meh, meh less. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as we were talking about it, I think the part where she gets decapitated because now you know she is dead. <laughs> And then that gruesome shit with her body just staying there and the fingers moving. Yeah, it was gross. It was like, oh my God. And I know yeah. that that actually can happen. So I've, I've heard. heard. I've heard. I've not experienced it. But Disturbing. Yeah. So I think that might be it because number one, you know she's dead. Yeah. Completely. But that was so disturbing. That it left a... Yeah. It stayed in your head. Yeah. So I'll go with that scene. The best character category was a little hard. You didn't really have time to get to know anybody or really care for anybody in this movie, to be honest. <laughs> I put Alice question mark only because one, she's the only one that lived. Survived. And she put up a good fight, even though she was an idiot by not killing this woman earlier. But she put up a good fight. She didn't do the ah! and wait three seconds and be killed. So I put Alice question mark okay you no one uh, anyone yeah Someone? crazy ralph oh jesus <laughs> standing in the pantry because i'm still laughing about that i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna flip out again oh my god all right i will control my mm, zen control, moment control. Okay, control yeah crazy ralph okay that's it i, that's I just it. had no affinity for anybody in this movie i, I know they should have all just died in hell with it so <laughs> poor, poor counselors. All right, does it hold up? For me, I probably won't 
watch it again. It's not like something that I'm going to say, hey, Erica, let's watch Friday the 13th. I wouldn't do that either. <laughs> I wouldn't be like, let's watch it. Compared to the remake, because I have seen the remake, I thought the remake was terrible. I think this one is significantly better. I still think it's a horror classic. It's part of the horror genre and culture. It's something you need to watch because it's a classic and right. it's gruesome and different with the twist of it being the mother. Right. It holds up, but it doesn't because I still don't love it and it's still cheesy and they should remake it, but better because the remake was awful. Did I see the remake? I don't think so. I didn't watch it with you. Oh, okay. I don't remember seeing. I know there was a remake, but I don't remember ever seeing it. So clearly it made it, no, it was not it memorable. was a non-event for me. I I know. Yeah. I I'm happy. I'm more happy with the movie than I thought it would be. I know because clearly. man, I'm going to say it plain as I would. You were moaning, groaning, and bitching about having to watch this movie. For, for weeks. For because weeks. Because we were planning the slasher month. As it is, I was bitching and moaning about and groaning movie. about slasher movies. I don't hate them. They're just, uh, they're not my favorite. And I don't want to spend an hour and a half watching a slasher movie. But you <laughs> When did. I can watch something else. But we did. And I enjoyed both. I enjoyed Scream and Friday the 13th. It was good. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought. I enjoyed Scream more than I thought I would Friday the 13th. I thought it I was stayed. going to enjoy it. Right. But it was really the opposite of you. I'm still with the meh. Meh. <laughs> That's the name of this movie. Friday the 13th. Meh. meh. <laughs> Let's go now to the seven rules. Oof. The rules were broken in this movie. Yes. Let's start with rule number one. Don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs into the basement or the attic. Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter? Or danger. Or danger. Or hey, it's dark as hell. Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead. <laughs> <laughs> and rule number seven, no Ouija board. All right. This is what I have. Okay. Ned and Marcy both say hello. Yes, they do. Multiple times. Yes. Alice and Bill split up because he goes to turn on the generator alone. And he, she even asks him. If and he wants, yes. Yeah. Check on that one. You, you're checking off the ones that I've got on mine. They were warned about, well, it doesn't, well, it's not going into a physical house or a physical space. I mean, the cabins, I guess, count. They went into this camp. Environment, yes. Into and the they camp. were warned not to. Right. And they went anyway. They went in there anyway. Yes. And I then, see that. last but not least on my list, Alice had three times to kill this bitch. Three opportunities. And she did it on the third time. Like, why would you wait so long? I know. <laughs> I mean, you had dead it is first time, man. First time, get it over with. Kind of like, uh, like our, our our hero Tyler from The Visit. Exactly. You had two chances, Alice. You were resourceful, but damn it, you fucked up at the end. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> damn, come on. But at least, I mean, she redeemed herself by officially killing her, but, decapitating, because that's but pretty final. There's no coming back from that. Well, at least not that we know of. Not that we know of. Those were the rules that were broken in Friday the 13th. 
And now we can go on to the Scream Award, which is how many times Erica screams in a movie. I gave it a one out of five. I only screamed when Jason jumped out of the water. And that it's was still scary. And that was barely. Barely. I'm going to give it a minus. <laughs> okay, no. I, how about a wow. half, half one? Because you, I mean, you weren't even nothing. I jumped. Yeah. Come on. That wasn't your usual. It was like. No, mm, I know. Uh, I haven't had my usual. Because you already knew it was coming. I know, but I didn't know when. Oh, it's the anticipation of when. He still got me a little bit. Not a lot, but... A point five. Fine. Half of a one. I'm staying with my one. You can do point five. Okay, fine. You know, Mom. What? For not really liking this movie very much, we really talked it out. This was fun today. <laughs> I mean, it's always fun. It is. It it's is. Always, this is why we do it. But today was exceptionally fun because you disagreed or you didn't really enjoy it it's kind of fun when one of us doesn't enjoy something and the other one trying to really convince her that yeah or we have a flip of the of the opinion like how i was dreading watching it and i ended up really enjoying it and, and the I more was... i talked about it the more i enjoyed the movie plus we had a really damn good laugh <laughs> god <laughs> today so, so good that we had to actually stop the recording we did our stomachs Hurt so bad. I don't we, have to do an ab workout today. No exercise today. <laughs> hey, awesome. Laughing. We got work done and exercise. And exercise all in one shot. So that was good. That was a fun episode to record. Mom. It was. Even if I, I'm still at meh, it was not a meh episode to record. Correct. And that's a wrap on Friday the 13th. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Horror Cafe Podcast. Please subscribe, follow, rate, and comment. And we have a website. You can visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com. Hit us up on the contact page and send us a message. We really love getting messages from you guys. We really do. We'd like to give a huge thank you for Rabbit and Red Radio for making us a part of their podcast family. So we're a pod fam. Yay. <laughs> you can find us on their platforms at rabbitandredradio.com, on Podbean, and iTunes. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You guys want to laugh a little bit more? Stay after the music for some bloopers. And until next time, bye everyone. Bye everyone. <laughs> it's you! It's you! No, it's you! I'm, I'm going you first? You always go first. Jesus. Is that recording? Yeah. That's perfect for the blooper. Thank you for joining us today at Horror Cafe. Please follow, subscribe, rate, and, and dance along. Dance along. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I I screw it up too. Why don't you just type it in there? That way you don't forget. Okay, okay, okay. You always trip up on this part. So do you. I know.